This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalat, and I... And I'm Tefra Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. It's that time of year again, where 16 foods go head-to-head in intense matchups as we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one will win the coveted title of Best Food of the Year, bragging rights, and a boatload of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of 2022. This is Munch Madness. Oh yeah. Uh, So we had ties in last week's matchups between salad and coffee and beans and bread, uh, and we took to social media to have you vote on the winners. Maybe to nobody's surprise, coffee and bread came out on top over salad and beans, each getting around 60% of the total votes in their respective matchups. So uh, sorry, salad and beans, no fiber this year. Maybe next time. (laughs) I feel like the fact that, that coffee is having such a strong showing is such a testimony to what this year is already. I know, I know. <laughs> Today's quarterfinal matchups are between rice and dumplings and tacos and burgers. Two of these foods will move on to the next round and the other two will get shoved into the back of the freezer uh, for us to forget about them until next year when they're mostly ice. The winners of these matchups will go against coffee and bread in the semifinals next week this is a strong bracket uh-huh my goodness yeah we got some we got some i could say this every week but we got some heavy hitters in the ring we really do it's exciting to know that coffee and bread are now guaranteed spots in next year's tournament because mm. they've made it to the semifinals they have made it to the top of their respective brackets beating out all the other competitors from them which means uh they'll be in the champion bracket next year good stuff uh so let's talk a little bit about today's contestants we've got rice dumplings tacos and burgers we have talked about rice so much Uh recently so i'm just gonna say rice you know it you love it uh staple of worldwide cuisine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. probably keeps 80 percent of the world alive on a day-to-day basis that might be a conservative estimate Yeah. (laughs) I would be curious to know what the actual number of individual grains of rice eaten on a daily basis is across the globe. It's probably an absurdly high number. Even thinking about that makes me exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Something that doesn't make me exhausted is thinking about soup dumplings. Going to a little soup dumpling restaurant, biting into the top of a dumpling and letting the juices pour into my mouth at a scalding hot temperature. Uh, And then, you know, maybe drizzling them with a little chili oil and vinegar. I miss soup dumplings so much. So much. You know what does not work on takeout? 
soup dumplings. Soup dumplings. Yeah. So we haven't had a proper soup dumpling in over two years. And we used to go to the local dumpling shop all the time. All the time. I miss it so much. Me too. Ugh. In the other matchup today, we've got tacos versus burgers. Now, you've been rallying hard behind tacos I, since day I one. I continue rallying hard behind tacos. For me, tacos are an uncontested winner here. I uh, I have been skeptical of that, but willing to see it go either way. And I'm uh, excited to see how the judges vote today. So let's uh, let's see it. Uh, I mean, tacos are against burgers. You know burgers. They're good. You know tacos, they're good. Yeah. Uh, this really comes down to, do you like your filling between bread or do you like your filling in a tortilla? Yeah. <laughs> you want wheat or corn? <laughs> Take your pick. I think we already had that bracket. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right, without further ado, let's talk to our first guest judge. All right, our first guest judge on this week's episode of Munch Madness, uh, helping to judge the last two quarterfinal matchups, which means that after this episode, we will know who's going on to the semifinals. Uh, so no pressure except all the pressure in the world. Uh, our first guest judge today is Tung La. Tung is the... Uh, President, director, executive producer, vice chief in power of everything of the Pod Cavern Podcast Network, where he makes podcasts in a cavern. Tung, thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you. All of these titles are true. I've uh, have it on my business card. I'm still working to get the words "overlord" into my business card, but uh, people say it's a little bit too nefarious. So we're mm. going with "president," I guess. Okay. Well, you know, the president is not not nefarious as a title. That's true. In all <laughs> fairness. I, and I'm also Canadian, so shouldn't I be prime minister of the pod cavern? Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless is the is the pod cavern is the pod cavern a nation of Canada or is it a independent like you know, yeah. like how Italy's got the Vatican, you know? Oh, great question. Oh, great question. You're right. We are independent. So mm-hmm. maybe I should just go with overlord, captain. I'm thinking of all the titles. I am the creator of the pod cavern. Yeah. Um, Let's go with that. Yeah. God almighty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Adonai, let's get our party started, shall we? So the first of the uh, two matchups I'm going to have you vote on today is from our write-in division. This is foods that were so stinking popular with listeners that they wrote them in and stuffed the ballot box with things. So these are, these are you know, I would say maybe the most important matchup in terms of, like, what the listeners care about. The, the most important? You stuck me on the most important matchup? This is a lot of pressure, Tom. Hey, you were busy during the early rounds. <laughs> That's not on me. I didn't Wait make you busy three weeks ago. Interesting. So initially, you put me at the bottom of the rung, but well, by no. playing the waiting game, I am now <laughs> the most important guest to be on your show. Not, not specifically. Look, I messaged like 12 people all at once, and then I just booked them as they uh-huh. got back to me, basically. But because you were so busy the first couple weeks, you got back to me first out of everybody. So you would have been in the first round. But you were like, oh, I can't do it for a few weeks because I'm a little baby and I have to run a country. And now <laughs> here we are in the quarterfinals and you're acting like it's my fault that you have responsibility. Tongue. I'm just I, I, I'm not even saying it's your fault. It's just like the reverse uh, situation that I thought just by you know being a little flaky on you I have now become the most privileged person mm. in the Upford network which is yeah which is great good things wait for people who wait is, yeah. that, the, is that the saying that is the saying um, so you know uh, of course speaking of good things let's get to it the write-in division yep. quarterfinals to decide who from the write-in division wins that division I guess and goes on to the semis for a shot at the finals for a shot at being named food of the year. My voice is weird today because I'm a little sick, by the way, if you were wondering. Uh, the matchup is between burgers and tacos. Tongue, who is your pick here and why? Okay, Tom, you kind of told me in advance. I already forgot the question since yesterday. So all this is coming in coming in fresh. Good. Now you're saying burgers versus tacos? Did I say did I hear that right? That's right. Bun or shell, baby. How do you like your ground meat? Do you like it oh, loose or man. pattied? Oh, my God. Okay. You know I love talking about food. I'm already getting really hungry about this. But first off, I'd like to say both competitors, admirable. Mm-hmm. Both of them are admirable. You can't go wrong with either. But if I had to pick, it's burger time, baby. Okay. It's burger time. Yeah. All right. 
why what's your what's your uh what makes burgers better than tacos for you listen it's just the assembly of a taco you put a lot of work in for the assembly of a taco you, you just an enormous amount of work just mm-hmm. to be like hey here's the lettuce here's the ground beef here's the cheese here's the salsa here's all this other stuff uh, on a hard shell or a soft shell it doesn't matter it kind of it's a beauty of a taco, but also the mess factor of a taco sure. can be a little cumbersome. So when you lift it up and you start biting into it and a little bit, pieces of your tacos falling out, it's just a bit messy. And for me, I'm a lazy person, Tom. <laughs> so like to have to eat a taco, which is very delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say this right now. Tacos sure. are delicious. You can put a little bit of lime on there, some avocado. Like mm, It's very, very good. But... The fact that I have to keep going back to assemble more tacos after I'm done, it's just, it's just, it's annoying. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, yo, you can make the case, well, tongue, go ahead and assemble like four to five tacos in advance. And that way you can just eat them all in one go. You say that, but I've plenty of times we've had taco night around here and I assemble a full plate of tacos. And then all I'm thinking about afterwards is like, man, I want another taco, but... I'm just gonna have to go assemble that bad boy and I just mm. don't wanna do that. Sure. <laughs> so with burgers, I find usually the burger ratio is a lot smaller than the taco ratio, at least for me. So I, I will have a big ass burger, um, whether that's a beef patty or a chicken patty or even like a vegetarian one, like it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm pretty, burgers are, I feel are a much more reliable food and easy to make if like we're doing burger night it's because uh it's nice outside we can just throw on the barbecue that's a whole like thing that we can do and sure. I, you know how we love barbecuing you and i tom yeah so to put uh, a patty on the on the grill have yourself a beer just chill and just have a good time toast those buns perfectly on both sides and then assemble a nice big ass burger that you'll eat one two and if you're crazy a third one (laughs) then i think we're good to go but Mm. i'm if i'm gonna say it's taco night it's just so much prep work Mm -hmm. with chopping the lettuce and all the other stuff to make the guac of it all like i don't know i Mm -hmm. i think tacos are delicious but because of how long it takes to prep and make it and also assemble it i just i can't be bothered just give me a burger (laughs) You know, I get it. I hadn't really thought about it in those terms yet. But, like, both of these are foods that are ostensibly, like, kind of quick grab-and-go, you know, throw a bunch of stuff on a bread or on a on a wrap and eat it. You know, you can grab... They're, they're both things you can grab and take on the road, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking a soft-shell taco. A hard-shell taco, you can't really, like... It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's messy. But a soft-shell, you can do that with a little bit. And... Both of them are fantastic and both of them are delicious, but you're right that a burger is just like a little bit easier at the end of the day. And that's huge because they're both supposed to be kind of convenient, you know? Yes. I will say though, like, I think in terms of the variability that each of these can have, I think mm. you could, I think there's an argument to that there are more taco variations that you can have out there. Like, I've been to some insane taco places that mm. put some, truly banana stuff inside the tacos and it's delicious and it's very expensive right but it's a whole thing like it's if i'm thinking about just going to make myself a taco if it's i have to like really pre-plan taco night because i'm like okay what do i have i need like 10 different types of ingredients to have a good taco right whereas a burger night really even if you just had the buns and the patty like that's boring but it will be serviceable and it'll work and it'll still be okay right if i just had ground beef and a taco shell i think that's less good sure yeah than just having a burger patty and buns (laughs) no absolutely that's it like it is it takes more work to make a taco so even if a taco is tastier and maybe more fun to eat is it proportionally so right is it is it to me it's like three or four times as much work for a taco for maybe twice as much flavor and that math just doesn't work and like the kicker the kicker is that you could make a burger that tastes like a taco but i don't think you could make a taco that tastes like a burger and if you could why would you bother 
you know? <laughs> yeah, I bet you someone will challenge you on that. But also, yeah, I agree, right? So, and uh, the same token, I've been talking about how lazy a burger can be. You can also make a burger anything. I've yeah. also had some insane burgers in my life and right. made just like put a bunch of toppings on it. I just think there's a lot less buy-in for a burger. Mm -hmm. And um, like in terms of like how much you need to have available to like make the meal happen. But also like, yeah, I... If we're at a barbecue right now, right now, Tom, you and I just grilling it up, mm -hmm. I think I would just have a burger right now because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the assembly of the sure. taco. And like yeah. you could grill the meat for your tacos. Don't get me wrong. Like you could you could throw a hanger steak on the grill, grill it up real nice and then like cut it afterward and put it into your tacos and it'll be insanely good. But again, mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about like the the efficiency of this, the butcher where I work sells burger patties for like four or five bucks a piece and uh, hanger steaks for $20. Mm. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, but one hanger steak ends up being about the equivalent amount of meat as like two burger patties. So I just, I don't see the, the, the tacos. If you want to go fancy on your tacos are going to be a lot more expensive than making burgers. And if you don't want to go fancy on your tacos, guess what? ground beef and burger patties are the same fucking thing so it's the same price <laughs> at that point and, it, yeah. and you have to buy more of it for the tacos because you can't like compact it as easily and it's yeah yep. no that's it it's even the cleanup honestly the cleanup not even just talking about the food that falls out of a taco i'm talking about like you will have leftovers yeah probably probably and then you have just a mishmash of like okay, how much lettuce do I have? I have maybe enough for one taco after this for lunch tomorrow. It's just, and then you have a Tupperwares of just small amounts of food and it's very annoying. Yeah. But yeah. I will say, at the end of the day, I do like a taco salad to, with all the leftovers. You know, you just dump them all in the same container after. Yep. And then yep. the next day you crush up some some corn, some some hard shell tacos and mix it all together and it's a nice salad. That's yep. lovely. Tortilla chips or whatever it is. Yeah, I hear you. But honestly, though, a leftover it, burger it, is better. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. I want to make it clear, though, as much as I've been complaining about the hassle of a taco, it does taste good. Tacos are fantastic. Oh, yeah. They really are. There's a reason it, these just, two both made it to the quarterfinals. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I there's just burgers are a classic and I just think I just think you get better bang for your buck with a burger mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I get that all right well let's do it let's move to the next matchup okay so our other quarterfinal matchup here the last quarterfinal the final quarterfinal if you will of the quarterfinals comes from our champions division now the champions division uh is the top four from last year's tournament um you competed in last year's tournament competed is weird you judged in last <laughs> yeah. year's tournament who am i competing against yeah <laughs> i guess people who disagree with you if anything um yeah Last year, our two finalists were Cheese and Pies, and Cheese came out on top. Uh, they have both been eliminated in the first round of this tournament by the semifinalists from last year. So uh, that's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. How does that work? Wait. People people just... Doesn't that just poke holes in your entire bracket system? <laughs> well, no. I mean, sometimes, sometimes the number one seed goes out against the number eight seed in a first round upset, you know? These things can right. happen. But... That being said, it means that whoever wins our champions division has a shot at being the champion this year, potentially, um, and in either case, will make it at least as far as they made it last year. So, now, Tom, you know, question exciting. for you: What is the the accolades one gets for being the champion of Munch Madness? Mm -hmm. Like, if Cheese won, what did Cheese get last year? Uh, cheese got bragging rights and a whole bunch of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our 2021 oh. season. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> so whoever wins this year, um, I will have to do a whole bunch of content about that food. Okay, that you know that is a big prize. It's a big prize. It's, it's a big prize. You got yeah. you're you're dedicating time, your own time, to edit for on behalf of Cheese, make content around Cheese. Cheese would Cheese was a very lucky contender from last year. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Uh. Our you know, last year's uh, two semifinalists who this year are going against each other for a spot in the semifinals are rice and dumplings. Who do you vote for and why? You're killing me, Tom. I know. These, these are 
first off, excellent matchups that you've made today. Um, but my heart is torn. It truly is. In the oh God, this is hard. I think in the moment, as of right now, and I'll probably kick myself for saying this later, I think I think dumplings is the way to go. Why, you may ask. Why, Tong? I thought you're a rice man through and through. You have a rice t-shirt. You're eating rice as we speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all of these things. Listen, I think... Let me just give a shout out to rice real quick. Mm-hmm. I think rice is fantastic. In another day, another hour of today, it might have won my heart. Uh, this is right before lunch. Pulling the curtain back a little bit mm-hmm. as of this recording. I'm like, what would I rather have right now? Some rice or some dumplings? The answer is the dumplings. So with rice, it's more of a companion piece to um, other food, right? Like it can be the bed of rice uh, that also houses the stir fry that you just made. Uh, it could be the the conduit of like fried rice it could be it could be a lot of things it's just nice to have rice the other day actually my rice cooker was on the fritz i immediately bought a rice cooker (laughs) i'm like i need a rice cooker who it'd be insane not to have one and my partner's like well we have an instant pot it says it can make rice and i'm like no you're nuts i don't care if an instant pot says it can make rice i need specifically a machine that all it does is make rice (laughs) (laughs) that's its only function and then i don't have to worry about like the pressurization of an instant pot no so like i do deeply care about rice it's just that it's kind of forgive me for saying this boring (laughs) it's just it's just a thing that will make you more full. And sometimes you can put in some interesting things like congee, for example. So like a rice uh, pudding sure. or like a rice stew or like a that kind of thing. And again, it's a nice companion thing. If you want to add a little bit more, I'm not going to say fluff, but like if you want to feel more full, then rice is the way to go. For right? sure. But dumplings is like the ultimate treat. I find sure. like you're not going to have dumplings every day. You would take away the joy of what a dumpling is. But like, <laughs> let's go to a potluck, for example. Let's do use a potluck example. If I'm like, Tom, for this potluck, I'm bringing rice. You'll be like, wow, this <laughs> tongue really phoned it in today. All he did is put it well, in his new hang rice. Because how will, how good is the rice? <laughs> like, did you do anything to it or is it just plain white rice? Uh, okay, that's fair. In my example, I was bringing just plain white okay. rice. But I guess I could have fried some rice and it would have been much more exciting. Sure. But even if I did that, Tom, if I said I, br- I was bringing dumplings, I think that would like open your mind and most people's minds to be like, oh my God. Yeah, I would shit my pants immediately anything. on the spot. I'd like, be so you'd excited. Be excited. Yeah, you'd be excited that I'm bringing dumplings to your potluck uh, as opposed to like even if I made a very, very good rice dish i think you'd still be more excited and i would be too at the prospect of me bringing dumplings to a potluck right absolutely yeah and because with dumplings you can go with there's so many different types of dumplings out there i'm even thinking like in the realm of dim sum and like how other people view what a dumpling is like there's gyoza of course um things like harkow which is a, a kind of like uh, dumpling that's in a translucent type of tapioca starch rice flour shell and mm-hmm. like some shrimp. Um, very, very tasty. Very soft shell on the outside. There's a lot of different types of dumplings that you could make that are beyond just your typical just wrap it in a, a basic dumpling wrapper. There are like dumplings that you can make that I would call dumplings that you can just put on like a wonton wrapper, for example. Yeah. Th- th- I mean, I think a lot of dumplings use ground pork, which is a very tasty meat to be in dumplings, very juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get like a lean ground pork, depends on how fatty you want to get. It can be very juicy or not as juicy. You can you can do a lot with a dumpling. You can like chop up some cabbage to go in there, some to go in there. I make some mean dumplings, Tom. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll, make a, I'll make a dumpling that will make everyone at our potluck, uh, pardon my, my language here, come their pants. Sure. <laughs> And they'll love it. <laughs> they won't even be mad about it. Well, one might say you would make them cumpling. I, I hate that you went there, but, but I actually, now I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this is a hard matchup, right? Like, you said it. Like, dumplings versus rice is brutal. I I have been going back and forth on this one because I feel like I am personally more excited about dumplings than I am about rice. But I definitely eat a lot of rice. And, like, I love rice. And rice is extremely versatile and extremely important to a lot of cultures. And it has a fascinating history. And, like... You know, I know people who would like stab me for voting for dumplings over rice. Like I there are there are some hardcore rice fans. But at the end of the day, gotta have my dumpies. You gotta have your dumpies and I'm should I call like the Avengers because I, I there, someone's gonna stab you for choosing the wrong nomination here. <laughs> this is a very serious tournament time. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! I didn't know the mob was part of this had stake in this. Um, yeah, I, and like I said before, I think like if I were to have a dumpling every single day, it, it wouldn't be as special, obviously, sure. right? And nobody does that. Nobody, unless you work at a a dumpling restaurant or something sure, like that. Yeah. I would I would say I have more rice throughout my my month, for example, with my meals than I ever would with dumplings. Dumplings I make like maybe once a month, but when that happens, it's like a little bit of an event. It's like, yeah, we got dumplings for the next few days. It's awesome. Right. We can just go upstairs, pick a dumpling. Uh, you know, um, end of the night, I'm just feeling kind of peckish. I'm not gonna just grab a spoonful of rice and eat that. That's ridiculous. I'm going to go grab a few dumplings, toss it in the microwave. Uh, if, if, you know, or if I'm really lazy, it's the microwave <laughs> sure. or like, you know, pan fire or whatever. And that will be so much more rewarding for me to get that juicy dumpling in my mouth. Oh, yeah. I like when you bite the dumpling and it squirts. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Also, like, yes, uh, simple soy sauce goes a long way with mm-hmm. dumplings, uh, like a hot type of chili oil, depending mm-hmm. on what type of dumpling you're going to have, oh, yeah. uh, some hoisin sauce, uh, even just the just the teeniest bit of sesame oil mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. also go a long way. Depends on what kind of dumpling you're having. Sure. Again, dumplings are also versatile, not as versatile as rice, but there are just a fuck ton of different dumplings out there that you can make and they're all very fun to experiment with yeah absolutely yeah well hey i love that and i love you for phoning in and telling us your thoughts on burgers and tacos and dumplings and rice uh excuse me cumplings god i feel so bad oh it's gross it's gross now when when dumplings or cumplings go to the next round i want your next guest to also call it by that. <laughs> I will, See how they feel. I will uh, I will let them know ahead of time that that's expected of them. I, it looks like uh, in the next round, who is Dumplings going against in the next round? If Dumplings wins, it will be going against Bread. I do not know if Dumplings has won the quarterfinal matchup because we haven't spoken to the other guest judge yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's other guest judges that judge the same topic, which totally makes sense, but like you have me... Yeah. Prime Minister Overlord of the Pod Cavern here. Well, Isn't like don't yeah. I have authoritarian rule over over this bracket here? We are a proud anti fascist podcast, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> for you. Uh okay. so fair. There okay. there will be one other guest judge who we'll be talking to in a couple minutes to get their take on all of this. Uh if they vote the same way as you, then your contestants will win. If they don't, then we'll throw it to social media to cast some tiebreaker votes if they don't you get them on the phone with me i'll t- i'll do some talking i'll do some talking the mob is also affiliated with me so i I'll, will uh, i will I'll give you their the address <laughs> so i know you got to get back to work i got to get back to doing fucking nothing in the rest of my house because i'm it's a day off today and i'm sick uh tongue before i let you go do you have any final thoughts on dumplings or burgers and or things you want to plug now is your chance okay uh I want to plug all the foods first that uh, we talked about today. As much as I made an argument for stuff, I love arguing. That's why Tom has me here. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Arguing about pointless things is my bread and butter here. But <laughs> I truly think all of the food that you mentioned today is great. And there's, and I, I definitely don't fault anybody for having a differing opinion. Because we're on a podcast, I'm doubling down and saying, if you want to fight me on any of these... <laughs> I will take you on. I swear I will. 
and I'm gonna win because I'm very stubborn. Anyways, uh, dumplings are great and burgers are great. And I guess tacos and rice are good too. Uh, for my plugs, you can find the rest of the shows in the pod cavern for myself. Again, I manage and created the pod cavern. Lots and lots of different shows there usually comedy uh they're stupid some educational actually and which is which is new and fantastic and some are like very raunchy and yeah www.podcavern.com check out all the shows that we have there thank you so much yeah thank you i'm so upset about cumplings <laughs> hey you me if, no the oh. list ba- this is a show babe we have listeners shit they're listening shit yeah. Hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the show so far, uh, it's surprising to Tom. Make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend who likes food. Yeah. Uh, or at least one of those coffee i mean come on yeah. for every new rating and review we get during the month of march we'll be donating two dollars to the depot our local food bank here in ndg there is not much of march left so no. uh so get going act fast folks you got a free day they can turn every one dollar into three dollars worth of food for a family in need so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show causing us to donate two dollars you're functionally <laughs> donating six dollars worth of food to people who need it quick math there's literally no other way to turn zero into six so if that math is exciting for you listen math is never exciting for me but uh ratings and reviews are yeah. uh go do it you can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode all right that's enough from us let's get to our second guest judge All right, our second guest judge on this quarterfinal matchup of Munch Madness 2022 is Eric Silver. Eric is the head of creative at Multitude Productions, the dungeon master for Join the Party podcast, and the biggest stan for Ediths in Brooklyn in the entire universe. You can hear him express the... Uh, absolute glory of Edith's on an episode we recorded last year about non-kosher Jewish food. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. I steeped some cold brew way too long and now I'm drinking it and I'm feeling it in my body. (laughs) What happens when you oversteep cold brew? It just gets stronger, right? Yeah, just the infinitely stronger releases more caffeine. I do want to touch on something that I said in the last episode that we recorded that I've been thinking about a lot and I experienced the other the other day okay um it was about like how the idea of like a chefy good restaurant was kind of just like the same food like american and italian and vaguely southern inspired like they're mm-hmm. gonna have a burger and they're gonna have a chicken sandwich on the menu but it's gonna be like 17 dollars. you know what i mean sure I, and how i just wanted people to like cook their food i was thinking about this because we went to this really great restaurant that was out in queens amanda and i and it was exactly this. It was like it was a it was like a cool restaurant, and they had amazing drinks. Like their cocktail menu was really really good. But then like we ended up getting like this short rib carbonara and split a burger. And I'm like, this is good, but I would infinitely want to go somewhere where someone wants to cook their food <laughs> because I'm like, I just don't want to get a, a $17 burger. If I'm gonna go to a $17 burger, I want to go to a burger place. And and I was thinking about Edith's again about how going somewhere where they have Jew like do their spin on Jewish food and Edith's has like a sit down restaurant now and now there's a new uh, Cantonese place that just opened up near me called Wenwen and I'm so so excited to go and I'm like I will spend infinitely more money at you cooking your food than like doing the vaguely Italian Southern American bistro thing sure and yeah. you're gonna charge me like sixty dollars for it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it. Um, like, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the time, like, at the places that are cooking their own food well, you can get a lot more for that $17 than just a burger, too, right? Like, the, oh, 100%. the price point I'm is going to be a little lower, and the, the quantity of food is going to be, like, ridiculous. I went to, we went to Edith's for brunch, the sit-down place, and I got a pastrami steak. Like, literally a big chunk of pastrami that was cooked like steak with eggs and with potatoes, with, like, all this other stuff. And it was for brunch, but still. And it was, like, about the same price as the burger with no 
side that we got at this other restaurant. Oh my god. So since the last time you and I have spoken to each other, uh, a couple of developments in li- my life. One, I have decided that I'm going to convert to Judaism with the like local uh, reformationist or reconstructionist. Yeah. That's it, reconstructionist synagogue. Clearly, I have uh, put a lot of work into starting that process. <laughs> and two, I have... Uh, switch to full-time work at the butcher where I work. So now I'm doing half my week at the butcher counter and half my week at the deli counter. So maybe I'm going to have to slice myself a steak-sized piece of pastrami and try this sometime soon. First of all, this is incredible. I'm so happy for your t- for you, Tom, in both these ways. And yeah, it was like a, like an inch thick, like as much, or it was less than an inch thick. It was like half an an inch thick as you had to cook a regular steak. And then it was just like krill. It was cooked like a steak. It was incredible. It was, it was like, you know, when you eat like a piece of like, um, not Canadian bacon necessarily, but like slab bacon. Sure. Yeah. It was like that. It was absolutely incredible. And it was covered in stuff and like coarse ground mustard. It was uh-huh, delicious. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. You're, you're speaking my language. Before I fall down an enormous rabbit hole of thinking about pastrami for the rest of the day, uh, how about we get into our first matchup? I would love to. Thank you for indulging me by talking about some totally unrelated food topic. Hey, you know what? Nothing is off the table here. That's what makes it a banquet. Absolutely. I'm not not totally sure what I meant by that, but whatever. We're in the quarterfinals, Eric. You know what that means? That means that whoever wins today goes forward to the semifinals, which means that the winners today are going to have a one in four chance of being the winner overall. Hell yes. I'm here for it. I are already know who I'm going to pick for these, so I'm very, very excited. Awesome. So first matchup today is our write-in division, which was where, of course, people were allowed to write in nominees for the tournament. Uh, and so the match is between tacos and burgers. Who you got and why? Ooh, should I disguise who I want? Like, I do, should I bring some suspense here or should I just come in off the top rope and say exactly who? That is, that is entirely up to you. I love eating both. I think the tacos are delicious. I love bringing a tortilla filled with meat and other things into my mouth. Uh, The breakfast taco might be the single most beautiful thing in the entire world um, because it combines all my favorite things, which is eating a lot of small things and breakfast. Um, (laughs) And of course, like it's very, it is very, very easy to eat at home. We, I have a joke with a bunch of my older roommates. They are taco bait taco-based life forms because they pretty much just cooked tacos for like two out of two out of five weekday meals while we were living together for like years and years uh so i I appreciate the versatility of a taco here's my issue though with tacos and why it's going to ultimately lose out to burgers i think this is tacos fault tacos are clickish they live in texas (laughs) <laughs> and they live in Los Angeles, and that's it. Well, they and live I in Mexico, no too. Hang on. Me. Oh, well, of course. Of course, yes. Well, that's the thing. Now, I'm not talking about Mexican cuisine, because in Mex- true, actually, Mexican cuisine, people know about it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get great tacos. I'm going to go to that. I want to shout out Taqueria Taco, Ramirez, which is a Mexico City-inspired taco place, which is near me now, and it is creating the most insane tacos, like with the lengua and the, the chicharron and the, the nopales. It's incredible. But, like, there is something about Americans understanding tacos that is so exclusionary just to very small places. Sure. It's like, no, you're going to get shit tacos. The only good place to get tacos is, like, Austin, Texas, and L.A. And I know that's not true, but that is the messaging that L.A. and Austin have told me <laughs> as someone who lives on the East Coast. And the fact that I did not have a breakfast taco for the first time until I went to Austin, Texas, which was only a few years ago. Like, how have they not allowed that to go other places? Right. Is what really bothers me about tacos. Um, and so and I'm putting that on tacos on tacos like mantle that the people who maybe have tried to popularize it or like make money off it or restaurantize it has not like brought it out to the public and there's only a few different places to be, and there's only a few different places to get them um while i would say the burger is the burger is for everyone the burger is the populist pick i also fucking love burgers i love making burgers i love grinding my own meat to turn into burgers i love stacking things on top of burgers i like going to burger places that have the single most insane thing on a burger that you could eat tom what is the craziest burger you've ever had in your life 
Oh boy. Okay. So I have not done like a lot of crazy burger stuff in my life. I mm-hmm. Montreal doesn't have that scene as much as like I would imagine New York does. Sure. We do have like a fair number of burger places that do the sort of like high end or like, you know, some slightly wacky ingredients, but like they always do it on a theme, you know, where it's like, it's a Mexican burger. Right. So like you have some chorizo mixed into the patty and like maybe some goat cheese and maybe like uh, avocado on it. And it's like, okay, that's not crazy. It's just different. As a kid, I used to put peanut butter on my burgers, like crunchy peanut butter, like with the whole the whole crunchy peanuts in there. I've seen that before. That's actually a really good choice. I like it. I like it. But yeah, I, that might be that, honestly the craziest totally, thing I've done. I'm not asking for like insane. I'm just like, incre- it can be incredible and good however you however you want it. Sure, um, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to the, like the breakfast, like I said, I love breakfast. The breakfast burgers that I've had with like full egg and bacon and and potatoes and all that stuff on a burger. Sure. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Emmy's Pizza, which is out, Emmy Squared, which is out in Brooklyn. There are a few different places and they make incredible burgers. But I want to give a shout out to the breakfast burger pizza that I had, which had burger, cheese, lettuce, bacon, fried egg, Emmy sauce, and a pretzel bun as the pizza. And that was just really, really incredible. <laughs> that sounds um, great. Yeah. I love, I think a burger is also an extension of my favorite thing, which is sandwiches. So, like, it's pretty good, and the Juicy Lucy is might be how we know that God has not forsaken us and left us to our own human devices. Sure, sure. You're voting burgers. I am voting burgers. I think burger, burgers is for the people, and tacos are exclusionary because the people in L.A. need something to make them seem cool other than controlling the entertainment industry. <laughs> okay, well, I can tell you now, uh, the other guest judge also voted for burgers, which means it's unanimous, so burgers will go to the semifinals. Let's go! Let's go. Teffer's going to be pissed. Teffer has been rooting for tacos since day one. I also want to say you can put the things you love about tacos onto a burger. You can put avocado and pepper jack cheese and jalapeno and salsa. I also love a Mexican style, quote unquote, Mexican style burger. So you can do all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But you can't really make a satisfying burger flavored taco. That, yeah. that would be terrible. Yeah. I hope no one does that. <laughs> Just have a burger at that point. Like put it on a bun. Just put it on Just a bun. Just put it on a bun. Let's do it. All right. Uh, our second matchup in today's quarterfinals is uh, from our champions division. This means that uh, these two contenders made it to the semis last year. In fact, they were both semifinalists last year. Neither of them made it to the finale, but both of the finalists, that is our champion cheese and our runner-up pies, were eliminated in the first round this year. Uh, so, wow, pies and cheese lost? I know. Oh I know, and they were both eliminated unanimously, which is nuts. I guess they're like very pies and cheese are very divisive in that pie has a natural enemy in cake, and cheese has a natural enemy in lactose intolerance. Sure. So yeah, yeah, very divisive choices. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, I think there was also a certain amount of like meta gaming of we can't let the champion get past round one. Come on. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I also feel like someone in. Big cheese is making cheese people's um, personalities like they did for bacon in the early 2010s and the late uh, the 20 aughts. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like a real thing. Like the bacon lobby pushed advertisers to like make bacon a thing. Yeah. No, that's it. It's it's it is nice to have moved past it as a species. Mm-hmm. I like I'd like to know that my biggest uh, my like my biggest personality trait could not also be bought by the supermarket chain Kroger to make them seem cooler. <laughs> I'd like to think that I'm a more rounded person. Well, just wait, because Kroger just announced their new Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the only thing that makes my mom listen to it and understand what I do. It's said in the Brooklyn Kroger's. Oh All my right. god, If there were, that would be another thing. Kroger, notorious southern <laughs> grocery chain selling out and moving to Brooklyn. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Um, All right, let's do this. Our quarterfinal matchup for the Champions Division is between dumplings and rice. Oh, this is so tough. This is really tough. I think I need to give it to dumplings. No disrespect to rice. I think rice is incredible. I think it's diverse. I think you can use it for so many things. Uh, It's part of sushi. It's part of the incredible Mexican dishes that I love so much. Uh, But, like, 
every single culture has a dumpling. I cannot, I can't not do that. And I don't want to have this conversation about whether things are dumplings or sandwiches <laughs> or whatever. But like, come on, every single culture has a dumpling. And I love being able to put little hot meat meatballs in my mouth that's wrapped up in a little in a little carb wrap. And I like putting them in my mouth and I love eating them. I love eat like I said, I love eating large quantities of small things, and dumplings is literally the most perfect thing for it um similar to breakfast tacos and then i came to this later in life and it might be one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen in my life soup dumplings are incredible they're the absolute it's just like the the thought that came into putting the soup inside the dumpling (laughs) is wonderful yeah (laughs) and like the the methodology of eating soup dumplings it's fun that like you put it on the spoon and you suck it out and then you eat the rest of it it's just like i love a snack activity uh, as it were yeah absolutely so i gotta give it to dumplings i really like steamed dumplings i think that they're kind of like when they're squishy like that but uh, amanda my partner and i know lots of people love the various fried dumplings um and i've also come around to that especially through empanadas if like it's small enough you can kind of consider that to be a kind of dumpling thing totally yeah i also want to give a special shout out to the gyoza you can buy at trader joe's in that if you look on the ingredients <laughs> on the back you can see that you can cook them by just boiling them in a soup for like two to three minutes and uh amanda and i have had a real kick of buying our own chicken backs and making our own chicken broth that we have in our fridge almost all the time and nothing makes me happier than for like three nights in a row because that's how big these these packs of gyozas are i can just drop like seven gyoza into this homemade chicken broth and that's part almost all of my dinner um so i'm gonna get i gotta give it to dumplings for snackability beauty and simplicity and of course everyone has a dumpling somewhere in their food history sure yeah i i get that i love like uh there's a lot of like really good soup dumpling places in montreal and the nice thing is they all also do a fried version where you can get the like classic steamed but you can also get that exact same thing but they like pan fry them so you get a little bit of crisp on the bottom really yeah and wow. let me tell you that like it they charge like a dollar more for it because like yeah it's a little bit more work or whatever but like oh boy they are so good and like the trick is you get like a couple of each right and then you just have the whole table spread out with like 60 dumplings and you just go to town with a team of people and uh beautiful that sounds incredible i cannot believe that <laughs> if uh you oh my know God, now now I gotta go. Drive up someday. Drive up someday. I'll take you. Listen, man, I want to come to Montreal so bad again to eat all of the food with you. But like this weird thing about a global pandemic is making countries feel weird about being near each other. I know. So, so <laughs> what's that's not less weird. If NBA players and MLB players can't figure it out, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it, Tom. But I want to come to Montreal. I do. Don't get me started on baseball, please. Don't get me started on baseball. I will will be here forever. I will not. I will say another ridiculous story is that I actually have competed in dumpling eating contests uh, in 2018 and 2019. It was just like regular gyozo. It was put on by like a local Brooklyn, um, like I think like a local Brooklyn general distribute uh let me try to think of the way to say this it was like a small frozen food company that was sponsoring this dumpling eating contest that was at this like end of summer festival out in brooklyn and i competed two years in a row it's really weird but it's so competitive eating is very fun (laughs) and i find it delightful um i ate a lot of dumplings i was pretty proud of myself outside of like the let me say uh professional eating fair which i did see there were professional eaters who were at this competition i felt like i did pretty well and you have to eat as many dumplings as possible in two minutes and they just like give you these like tepid dumplings uh in like plastic bowls like five at a time and they keep swapping it out and you just just try to do your best they're slippery uh so you're just trying to like get them into your body as fast as possible are you do you have to use chopsticks or can you just like fist them straight into your mouth i don't like that oh they definitely want fisting okay all right (laughs) good 
the best food competitions always involve fisting, uh, not unlike Munch Madness, which involves a lot of it. <laughs> I do, Tom, I do like the idea that Adam, I do really like the idea that I had to use chopsticks. That's wild. That's a different <laughs> contest. Well, like, you know, it's it's like typically you would use chopsticks to eat dumplings, right? So like maybe the competition rules say you have to do it. No, I mean, like, I love that wrinkle. It's like the different speedrun categories this is like dumpling eating contest uh, any percent glitchless is that i need to use chopsticks <laughs> oh man well that's another unanimous vote because the other guest also voted for dumplings hell yeah so dumplings will also be a semi-finalist i'm happy to contribute uh to the majority and to let the, the real winner win this is very exciting because uh, we can now confirm who our four semi-finalists are do you want to know please all right. Uh, the first semifinal matchup is between coffee and burgers. Oh, shit. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Our second semifinal matchup is between bread and dumplings. Oh, that's hard. Honestly, I think that bread... I know bread is probably cruised from being so so broad, but I think dumplings might have have them on this and that they are partially bread when you think about it. Sure. Yeah my my like gut feeling here is that coffee is going to take this thing this year but uh i don't know yeah. i think bread and dumplings both could give it a run for its money and you never know maybe the semi-finalist judges are going to look at coffee versus burgers and go fuck this noise it's burgers but like i don't i don't think so we'll see if coffee wins i'm waiting for this podcast to be entered into some sort of like academic study or a- academic paper that's like many things changed about humanity after the covid 19 virus one of which is that we've changed our food opinions from loving uh naive choices such as cheese and pie to just caring about coffee and how it <laughs> motivates the worker in a capitalist society <laughs> listen coffee has a long and storied history of being used as a stimulant to make sure that people can do more work so it would be kind of dark and and horrifying and fitting maybe for it to be the one that comes out on top during a global pandemic where no government is prioritizing the health and safety of its citizens and only prioritizes capital you know exactly that's exactly what i'm saying is that if coffee wins this is going to be entered into some sort of academic record all right everybody going forward please vote for coffee uh, i did just drop out of school <laughs> so it would be nice to have something i do this year matter academically <laughs> Tom needs to speak at a conference in 2023. I just want an honorary bachelor's degree, okay? I'll read books. Stupid. 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 Stupid show. Oh, Eric, thank you so much for being part of this again. Uh, always an absolute pleasure and delight. Do you have anything you want people to plug? What's that supposed to mean? What do you want other people to plug on this podcast? <laughs> um, no, listen and join the party. Dungeons and Dragons podcast that I am the DM for. We are just wrapping up our second campaign, uh, which is a modern superhero story set in upstate New York with some sci-fi elements thrown in there. And we're doing some really interesting stuff after this. We're doing a, we're going to do like a little smaller campaign before we move on to our larger one. And uh, you, you can just follow me on Twitter at, at L underscore Silvero, E-L underscore S-I-L-V-E-R-O. My name, if I was a Lucha Libre wrestler. Sure, yeah, naturally. And if you're in Brooklyn or New York or the tri-state area, go to Edith's. It's very good. <laughs> Are you on their payroll yet? Do they feed you for free? Like, what's what's going on? No, we've met uh, Aly- Alyssa Heller, who's the creator of Edith's, um, a few times, and she's really sweet. They, they were, like, involved. I don't want to say involved, but they were, like, a part because like that feels like they did something and not what I'm about to say is that they were a big part of our um, engagement, Amanda and my engagement, and that we went to Edith's before we proposed to each other. Um, and that was like very important to us that like we, we ended up doing that. So we told them and, and we're trying to figure out how to have like their blended ice kit tahini ice cafe drinks at our wedding. Um, so no, we're spending a lot of money on them in the way that you do. <laughs> so it's the opposite of a payroll effect. You, you are not sponsored by them. They are sponsored by you. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, Eric, thank you on. so much again for, uh, voting in these quarterfinal matchups here on Munch Madness. The real Munch Madness is that coffee is going to win it all. 
So there we have it, folks. Two unanimous votes for burgers and dumplings. This means our semifinal matchups will be between coffee and burgers and bread and dumplings. How are you feeling about tacos uh, losing today? I'm extremely grumpy. Yeah. The judges were your friends on this one. And I just think like, because when I talk to my friends, um, because I have friends, uh, they all said tacos. So I think that this was rigged. I can't believe my contender is gone. Fraud. I demand a recount. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Show us the emails. Yeah. But now, I mean, I've got to say my contender's got to be dumplings because like dumplings. Dumplings are good. As Chris Walker said, who doesn't like being called a little dumpling? It's true. It's true. Nothing cuter. Have you seen, man, if you have seen Turning Red, the dumplings in that, in that movie, I just read a whole article about how they did the, how they made the food look so damn good. Gotta love a dumpling. You gotta love a dumpling. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually pretty surprised to see dumplings beat rice in this one, like, unanimously. I thought maybe we'd get a tie. Like, I just, I feel like people like rice, but people love dumplings, and, and there you have it. Um, so this is exciting. This is an exciting final four, I guess. That's wild. That's where we are now. Now, I think bread versus dumplings is going to be a tight race. That's hard. That's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if that one goes to a tie because mm-hmm. there's there's so much wrapped up in that. Coffee and burgers, I mean, we're just going to see how chaotic the yeah. people we have on the show are. Yeah. That one to me feels like it's going to come down to if the guest judges object to coffee as a food. Yeah. You know? But, you know, we keep saying that and nobody has blinked at that yet. Nobody has even brought it up. Well, Calvin brought it up. Calvin brought it up, but Calvin brought it up in like a, but fuck that kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see if if whoever votes next time prefers burgers or liquid drugs. (laughs) I mean, I'm not rooting for burgers just because I'm really cranky (laughs) about them beating tacos. (laughs) I I think our finale is going to be coffee versus dumplings. That's my prediction. Holy shit. Uh, I think burgers is a solid fourth place for me out of these out of these four. Uh, bread and dumplings could go either way in my mind, yeah. but I think coffee has a has a clear win against burgers coming up, and I then we'll see what happens in the finale. If this comes down to coffee versus bread, it's going to be the most boring I know. finale. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this installment of Munch Madness brought to you by No Bad Food. Do you want to join the conversation? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. If you liked this episode and want to help us make the show even better or just want to help us make the show even better, <laughs> uh, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like P- Patreon. <laughs> Every week you mess up Patrick, huh? Pietric. Listen, it's a foreign name. <laughs> it's Pietrick. Pietrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea. Hey, it's my turn. Go ahead, keep Patrick, going. Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal. Oh, it was just Chantal's birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Chantal. Chantal. David, it was also just David's Happy birthday. birthday. Happy David. birthday, I think they have the same birthday, actually. It was recently Kendallin's birthday, too. It was, Lots it was. Lots of Pisces in Lots here, of, huh? Uh, no, Chantal Chantal's and David are both Aries. David um, was a Pisces. David is an Aries. Other David is an Aries. Other David is an Aries. This David is a Pisces. Happy birthday, other David. It's I a lot of David's birthdays recently. Uh, and Erica, whose birthday is coming up but hasn't happened yet. Here we go. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show and get your birthday shouted out, possibly incorrectly, yeah. by me. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. Ooh, let's plow through the rest of this shit because daddy's got a poop. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls and our cover it is by David Healthy Bowels Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but certainly not least, the show is produced by me, Tom Zalatni, and you, Tefer Jemian, and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at UpfordNetwork.com. You need more fiber. <laughs> Let's get salad back in here. <laughs> See you next week.
Hello, my name is Stefan and I am the host of a show called Some Good Friends and it's a podcast and it will make you laugh and we talk to some of my good friends and they're crazy and hilarious and wacky and you're going to love them just as much as I do. Currently, while I'm recording this, I forgot to mute all my other takes so I'm hearing myself say different words in my ears. The show comes out every Monday weekly. Hey there, I'm David. I'm Tess. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Greg. And we're Left Trigger, Right Trigger your video game book club. Each episode, we pick a topic, and each of us brings a video game that we think best fits that topic. Tune into the show to find out how Super Mario Land is all about travel. Or how Bloodborne is a game about sacrifice. Or how SimCity is actually a conspiracy to mine data about human infrastructure. No, we have to stop with this. We're doing a a promo. Please stop. Intrigued? A little scared? Us too. Make sure to catch us every other Tuesday on your favorite podcatcher app. See you there.